community is super important when we think about our audience because there is some sort of intimacy involved when somebody is plugging you, your voice into their heads with their headphones or earbuds. They feel like you're talking to them and they feel like they know you on a level that you may not know them on. So you want to make that effort to get to know everybody you can that has expressed any kind of interest in what you're doing. You want to reciprocate. You want to show them that you have interest in them. And that's the real secret to growing your podcast. Shiggity check. Cliptos, what's up, guys? Stoked to be back on the podcast with you this week. And hey, if you guys are digging the podcast, would love for you to leave a rating review. I've got a link in this episode, in the show notes, that makes it super easy for you to rate and review the podcast. Uh, yeah, it's just a good energy exchange. If you're feeling what I'm putting out, uh, would love for you to give a rating. I think ratings help people build trust. And if they see that a lot of people have liked the podcast, they're going to be more apt to check it out. So please leave a rating and review if you're feeling the podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Mark Ronick. Mark is a veteran in the podcast space. He's got over 16 years of podcast experience. I don't know if you heard that, guys, 16 years. So essentially, he's been part of the medium since the beginning. He's hosted a couple different shows, and he's currently got a new podcast out called Podcast PhD where him and his buddy Larry Roberts are teaching everybody about podcasting. If you're looking to grow a podcast, if you're looking to start, well, first of all, if you're looking to start a podcast, if you're looking to grow a podcast, they're going to be sharing all of their expert advice on this new podcast. It's called Podcast PhD. I'll link to it in the show notes. So be sure that you check that out. A lot of good information in that. Mark is also the founder of Ironic Media, which is a podcast production agency. And he does consulting within that agency. So if you're looking to hand off, you know, the editing, the show notes, Ironic Media can help you do that. Uh, and if you're looking for consultation coaching on your podcast, uh, Mark can also help you with that. In this conversation, we talk about how to grow an audience, how to stay consistent with the content that you're putting out. We touch a little bit on imposter syndrome and how everybody struggles to come up with new ideas. That leads us into a chat about repurposing old content and putting a new spin on it and reframing it and repackaging it as brand new content. We talk about solo episodes versus interview episodes and a whole lot more. So I'm pumped for you guys to check this out. Before you do, I want to mention that Mark has a clubhouse room that runs Monday through Friday every morning at 7 a.m. Eastern. It's called Empowered Podcasting. And I'll be sure to put the link in the show notes. In this, Mark is giving some of his podcasting advice. And he's encouraging others to take the floor and positioning clubhouse as a way for new podcasters to get comfortable on the mic speaking to a group of people. But in any case, guys... Let's get into the episode with Mark and let's do the show. Explain something. Well, Mark, thank you for joining the show. Thank you for having me, Eric. Good to, good to see you. I'm only used to seeing you on Instagram, so it's good to connect this way with you. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Connect with a lot of people first, typically on Instagram. And mm-hmm. then, uh, yeah, if there's a good fit, good vibe. Yeah. Love to connect with them on the show and, and get more into their story. Very cool. So speaking of story, tell the good people, tell the audience how you got started in audio and specifically podcasting and just knowing a little bit about you. I guess it's been more or less 16 years. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it has been. It has been. It's been a long time. I mean, I got into this because I was a huge talk radio fan growing up and I used to listen to, you know, names like Howard Stern. Uh, And uh, there was also this local team that I was really fascinated with their popularity and they ended up going nationwide as well. And my buddy and I used to call them in the mornings before high school, we would get on a conference call and call into the radio show. And our mission was always to just try to make them laugh. And they had at 16 years old, they had we had done it enough and I guess done a good enough job that they had invited us to come do an hour of their show. So they basically, we drove to the radio station the next morning. They left the studio and left us with their producer and just gave us an hour of, of their radio show to do. So I really got the bug at that point, I think, and really followed radio and TV for, for you know to, to this day. And I went to college uh, for mass communication, with an emphasis on broadcasting. And yeah, and I ended up not really doing anything with that for a long time. I went more the business route. I did sales in radio and did some, I had my own businesses as well in uh, the promotional products industry. So I really wasn't diving in to what I really was passionate about from early on. And it wasn't until I got into fantasy football that podcasting came into my life because I was a big fantasy football player, I guess, for lack of a better term. And I, to this day, I am too, just not as much of a fanatic as I was then. And at the time, now remember, like you said, this was 16 years ago. And at the time, yeah, there were podcasts and there were fantasy sports related podcasts. However, just not a lot yet. There wasn't a huge variety like there is today. And I kind of felt like, well, these guys are doing this. I can do this too. And so I grabbed some a guy, a couple people, one guy I knew from you know, message boards, from fantasy football message boards, and another guy I knew that happened to be in the radio business. And we just started doing a a podcast all about fantasy football and giving advice and that kind of thing. And the rest was kind of history from there. I really got the bug at that point. Uh, I could go on and on. I got hired by a company called Blog Talk Radio a couple years later. As a contractor, they brought me in and I created for them, which at the time was groundbreaking. It was a live streaming channel, a radio channel, and it was all fantasy sports. So I collected a bunch of people who were already podcasting about fantasy sports. And we created an eight-hour-a-day live streaming platform. And then on the off hours, we would replay the shows as well. And this thing got literally millions of downloads and listens every month. And unfortunately, the, the company at the time, it just wasn't part of their plan. So they decided... Well, they just kind of let it go, but they really didn't put any effort or money into it. And eventually, I don't know how familiar you are with Sirius XM, but eventually 
they caught on to it. They even took some of those hosts that were doing the shows on Blog Talk Radio and they started uh, Fantasy Sports Radio, I think is what they call it. And to this day, it's one of their really successful channels. So I've been doing all sorts of things. And if you remember those, the, the radio show I mentioned to you that invited me, I ended up working for them for four years or so, helping them with their podcast when they went from radio straight to podcasting. They brought me in and I was an assistant producer, ran the business, et cetera, and found a lot of success in that too. Wow. Okay. Well, very cool. Yeah. You so you've definitely been at like the forefront of it and an early adapter, which is rad. Uh, speaking mm-hmm. of fantasy football, I play too. I uh, I won two years ago. This year, uh, finished in the middle of the league, which is which is fine. I've won it. You know, somehow I've won a couple times over like the last. Nice. We've been doing it for like a decade. Um, mm-hmm. But in any case, yeah, those fantasy football shows, there's a lot of them, a lot of, yeah. a lot of competition too. But that's cool to hear that you were one of the early uh, pioneers of that. Yeah, I even got a, I even got an award from the at the time it was called the Fantasy Sports Trade Association. I think they've changed <laughs> their name since. But I even got an award from them because I did a live broadcast from the the uh, I forget even what the event was. Doesn't matter. It was a sporting event and. I did all day long streaming radio, you know, at the time, that's what they were calling it. And I, uh, yeah, I got to interview all sorts of people. They gave me an award because it was really the first time anyone had done that in the industry. <laughs> that, that's cool. I love that. Yeah. Um, so, so just how many podcasts have you been a part of since your inception? I'm, I'd imagine it's more than one, but do you know how many you've actually not so much like produced or been behind the scenes, but how many have you been on mic for? Yeah, probably. I mean, I would probably say a handful. I don't because the one that I did the longest was about a decade long. And that really was my my baby. That was the thing that I was I was really focused on. I, I, you know, I had a couple of different fantasy football websites. And I've got a new one coming out here soon. in, In and actually, by the time this airs, it's probably out. So yeah, I'm probably a handful of them. Cool. Yeah. So that you got your chops up. So now you know exactly what you're doing. You've been a podcaster. You've been involved in talk radio. You've been kind of growing with the industry since it, it really almost since its inception. And that kind of leads a little bit to what you do now, which is you run a media podcast production company, which we'll get into, but you also like consult and help people start, grow, monetize podcasts. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I I do that production. That's actually how I started this particular business, which I started prior to the pandemic, a few months prior. And the whole the whole idea, the objective was, is that I was going to produce podcasts for people, basically take the the heavy lifting away from them so they could focus on content and I would edit, produce, publish the episodes for them. And what I quickly started finding out was I was also coaching and consulting people because of all my experience, because of my my years in the business and even in broadcasting. So it it just became a natural progression that I quickly started to notice and realized there really was a need for it. People really, there were, because I recognize that there's also a whole bunch of podcasters out there that are DIYers. They like to do the production. They want to do the editing and they still need somebody or want somebody to at the very least collaborate with. And at the most really, you get some direction and guidance. So 
I was doing that already with a lot of my production clients and then recognized, well, heck, for my business, it would be good for my business to offer this separately. And it would be good for a whole section of clients out there that I never would have had because they wanted to do the production themselves. So it was a win-win for everybody. And it's become really my favorite part of the business now. I love empowering people to go out there and do what they want to do with their podcast. So it, it was a really, it was a natural fit. And I'm, I'm so glad that I did it because it really is what keeps me going every day with as far as work goes. Because that is kind of part of the process. And I have a little bit of a similar story, but the editing, you know, the, the actual like technical side of things, it's kind of a love hate for me and I tend to get a little bit burned out. So it's, it's cool that you added that in and it kind of happened naturally because you're kind of coaching them up as you go. It seems like everybody nowadays wants to start a podcast. How do you help new podcasters come up with like a clear concept for their show and niche down? I call it finding your why. Um, mm -hmm. what's your kind of some strategies or some advice for new podcasters? Cause everyone wants to start one and typically, uh, they need to hone in a little bit more on their concept. Yeah. Yeah. And they usually come to me. It's, uh, I, I maybe have had one or two clients over these three or so years that really had no idea what they wanted to do. They just knew they wanted to do a <laughs> podcast, but for the most part, they at least have an idea of what they want to talk about. And what the first thing that I, I do with a new client is I ask them, you know, what are your intentions around this podcast? Why do you, like you were saying, it's, it's kind of that why. Why do you want to start this podcast? And it's very different than your purpose, but meaning like, what do you want to get out of this? Are you doing it to become rich and famous? Are you doing it to share a message with, you know, the world, with a specific community? There's a lot of intention that I feel like a lot of new podcasters don't connect enough with. You know, they kind of go to that surface level, oh, I'm doing it because of this. But there's usually a deeper meaning, a deeper purpose behind it. So I first want to make sure I understand their intentions and they understand their intentions. And then we move toward goals and really, you know, okay, we get why you're doing this now. You know, what do you want out of it? What do you want to have happen? Is it to become rich and famous? Is it to build your authority in, in your space? Lots of different reasons that could be. So we do that too. We really set some goals. And, and then if, it, if there's some goals around, you know, I want a certain number of listeners after a certain period of time, those are the types of things that I'm going to work with them on first before we even dig into all the logistics of podcasting. And do you find that new podcasters don't really understand the amount of work that goes into launching a show and then the work that it takes to keep it going? Because I, I find that a lot of times, yeah, everybody wants to start one and, and maybe they have like narrowed down their why and they, they are, are clear on what they want to put out into the world. But a lot of them don't realize sure. like how just how much work goes into it because it's kind of a buzzword, you know, like I want to start a podcast or I'm a podcaster, but... Yeah, man, there, there's quite a bit of work that goes into uh, steadily creating a show. Yeah, I, I think that can be the case. Often the case is people don't always realize how much work it's going to be, especially when we're talking straight audio podcasts. They don't, they, you know, they've kind of gone into it thinking, well, at least I don't need all the cameras and I don't need the lighting and this and that. And there's still, as you know, a lot that goes into it. So I, I do think that people go in, it's not... 
I mean, ignorance usually has like a negative connotation to it, but but it really is. It's it's you don't know what you don't know. So you go into it with whatever those expectations are, whatever you think is podcasting, and then you find out, wow, this is a lot. And and I'm sure you also get this a lot too. I think the thing that takes people by surprise the most is the idea that they have to be consistent and they have to keep spitting out new episodes, whatever that schedule is every week or every day, whatever, however often they do it. And that if they aren't prepared for that, that can be a real, a real shock. And I think that's why we see so many podcasts start and then stop pretty quickly. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, it's funny. I, I experienced that myself because they yeah, have an audio background and I've done a lot of work, you know, producing, editing, mixing. And I found myself along the way kind of giving advice to these podcasters. And then I realized, wait, I don't even have a podcast of my own. And then once I started one, I was like, oh, this is a totally different game than uh, just helping people edit. Coming up with these weekly, whether it's solo or booking a guest and putting out good, relevant, valuable content, uh, that's a skill unto itself, really. And takes a, a lot yeah. of tenacity and the ability to, to stick with it when uh, the results you get at the beginning might not be what you want or what you expected. Yeah, I agree with you. And you know, I think a lot of times, even myself included, I think sometimes when we think we're running out of content, the, the what's really true is that we have we're, we're holding ourselves back from repurposing some content we've already used or already talked about. We feel like, well, we talked about that on episode twenty. It's episode one hundred now. We can't talk about that again. But the truth of the matter is, is you absolutely can because there are, first of all, you probably have some new perspective. You have some new insight, new stories to tell. That That's that's one. And secondly, you have a whole, you're always getting new listeners. People are always stumbling onto your podcast at the, at the least. And they haven't heard those, your thoughts and opinions on that. They haven't heard those stories yet. So I always encourage people to embrace the idea of repurposing content and, and retelling sometimes some of those stories and revisiting some of those topics that are so important for your audience to receive. Yeah, because you could get a new perspective or just, yeah, a little couple new nuggets that someone listening to might be like, wow, like I didn't think of it like that. Or I think they say a lot of times, like for for a human to really like grasp the concept of something, they have to hear it like multiple times. So yeah, if you can present it in a way that's a little bit different, um, it, it might resonate with them. It's funny. I was talking to our buddy Nick Nalbach. Um, yeah. We were talking about the same thing with Instagram. We're like creating reels and snippets. I was like, you know what? I've already talked about that. I can't make like another short little video about it. And then we're like... Whereas Instagram, it's a little different because the algorithm, but we're like, yeah, the people that saw that three months ago probably aren't going to see it today. And if they do, it's a new take on it. And as long as you're yeah. honest and, and genuine and putting out good information, uh, totally nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. And then that's a great, a great comparison when we talk about social media. I, I've been there myself, even as recently as this past year. I've definitely been there where I sit there and say, well, I've already done this. Why am I going to do it again? And and you just said it perfectly. Those are exactly the reasons why to do it again. And I think content creators too, I think they look up to like uh, the more successful people in their field or like the, the uh, content creators that they would like to be like one day. 
and think that these these podcasters, content creators, um, don't get stuck and don't have the same kind of thoughts. And I, I'm sure they do. I'm sure there's successful quote unquote influencers who are every day look. Oh, I already posted that or stumped about what to post, and and they're probably repurposing stuff and presenting it in a different way. And it's something that everybody goes through. I think it's not like everybody has like these super unique ideas every minute of every day. I mean, we're all in the same boat, struggling with the same things and and putting into practice the same kind of uh, routines and principles with our content. I go through that even today when I see people that are doing the same thing as me, right? I, I'll see the quote-unquote competition and I'll think, I'll make up a story in my head as to their success and what they're doing. And if they're doing something well, then all of a sudden I'm building them up like, wow, I got a lot of work to do. I got to catch up. And, and, and what I started to find as I was opening myself up more to the competition was that they're dealing with the same stuff that I'm dealing with. And if and, and it's not necessarily just that they once dealt with it. It's that they are currently dealing with, the, if it's not exactly the same, it's the same type of situation. And that was really eye-opening for me because I can tell you there are people that I used to be intimidated by because I thought they were so much further along. And then once I got to know them, now I'm working with them side by side and working on projects and doing different things with them. So yeah, it, it it's dangerous being stuck in our heads sometimes. And it's important to really do what we can to, to open ourselves up to what's possible. I think it's good to talk about it because I think kind of overcoming that mindset will help you leaps and bounds with your podcast as you go along your journey. But speaking of journeys, let, let's talk about podcast launches, because that's one thing that I think podcasters get wrong or they don't know about or they just think, oh, I'm going to record a couple episodes and just kind of release them. But uh, I'd love to hear like some of your philosophy and your strategy on what goes into, quote unquote, like a successful podcast launch. Yeah, I think it does start with knowing your audience and doing everything you can to learn everything about them possible really their likes their dislikes what they what they like to eat for breakfast i mean you you name it the more you know about them the better you can cater to them and provide them with content that they can connect with the more relatable you can become because if you can find those similarities that they experience and and be able to to share that with them Th that goes a long way. And of course, the big thing is, is knowing all of their struggles, all of their pain points, particularly in whatever this area is that you're podcasting about and, and addressing those as often as you can and, and providing them with tips and, and potential solutions to those pain points, to those challenges. That's a big area of focus for me, when I'm talking to a new podcaster, that's the first one of the first places that we want to go. And then it's really focusing on the host, what what they their style, what their preferences are. You know, I like to tell a, a new podcaster. You know, the first thing they ask me when we talk about consistency, going back to that for a second, you know, they ask me, "Do I need to do this every day? Do I need to do this every week? What's the right?" formula. And my answer is, it, it doesn't matter as long as whatever you commit to, you stick with it. You do that the same 
every time. So if it's every month, if you, if all you are capable of doing is once a month, I want to see you at least doing that. Just do that consistently and, and be open and honest about it with your audience. And they'll accept that because they just want that information. They want that value or that entertainment. So it, it it's just a matter of picking what works best for you and then delivering on that to your audience. So that's definitely one big area that we certainly focus on when launching a podcast. And I guess the other, another big area would be the format. Everybody wants, everybody seems to lean toward doing the interview style, which is great. It works well. And I think that sometimes people just lean on it too much. And they might very well be able to do this podcast by themselves. They don't need necessarily to have that guest to make it go. And I think a lot of times they go down that road, not all the time, but I think they go down that road because they think they need to fill up a certain amount of time, right? Like it's, well, if I'm going to do a podcast, it's got to be an hour long. I don't know if I could talk an hour all the time on, on this topic. So let me bring someone in that can have the conversation with me. And that's fine if that's really what you want to do. And if you think you could actually get out the information in a valuable, effective way in, in 10, 15 minutes, great. Do it in 10, 15 minutes. You've just saved them another 45 minutes of their time. It's it's okay to do a short episode. I think a lot of people just, it's probably because how we've been trained with TV, you know, and, and some radio as well. We think it has to be 30 minutes or 60 minutes and it doesn't. All that I care about, your show can be as long or as short as you want, as long as you're delivering value every time. You know, for example, a lot of people start a podcast for their business to grow their business. And what they end up doing is an interview style podcast. And all they're doing is showcasing the guest and the guest's business and very little, if if at all, their own stuff and their own offering and, and their own knowledge and expertise. So I really do like that format that you just described where, yeah, do do if you're able do two episodes a week, do one short one that's just you so you can really showcase yourself and then do that next one with a guest and your audience really then starts to trust you even more because they see that you can provide the value, you know how to ask good questions. It, it's just the it, it's just the perfect package for an for a listener to maybe become a client at some point. Yeah, I think it's a great like lead generation tool to kind of do when you're when you're doing the solo episodes. Um, and it feels like more comfortable to kind of maybe pitch your services and not be overselly, but maybe like pepper them in, do it tastefully to let people know, hey, like I, I can offer you help with X, Y, and Z, and, and that's why I'm here. And as long as you do that tastefully, I think a solo episode lends itself more towards that. So any people that are listening, that's something to think about, whether you just want to do an interview show or if you want to kind of go both routes and, um, yeah, position yourself, your brand, your business as like a leader in the space and talk about what services you can provide done well. I think uh, that can be beneficial. Uh, Mark, let's talk about your the clubhouse room that you run. So Clubhouse blew up, obviously, during the pandemic. I think that's when yeah. it was. Yeah. Um, I signed up. I joined. I sat in on a couple rooms. Didn't completely get it. Um, and I haven't been back. But I would love to talk about well, yeah, what you do on there. And as well as what uh, is that a, like a valuable platform for a podcaster to be on? 
Yeah, thank you for asking. I think... So what I tell people about Clubhouse or really social audio in general is that if you're a podcaster, consider Clubhouse or Twitter Spaces, whatever you want, whatever your preference, consider it your gym for, of podcasting. It is the place that you can go to practice your craft of speaking and having conversation. I think it's it's a lost opportunity for people who aren't taking advantage of social audio. And if you're not understanding the lingo here all i all it is is basically like live streaming podcasting so instead of those recordings people are walking in they're finding that show although on clubhouse it's called a room they find that room that speaks to them and they go in and listen to the the live conversation that's happening it also has a text chat as well there's all the a lot of different features like that but yeah it's it's great practice for you as a podcaster and, and not to mention, it also happens to be almost like a, a store for you as a podcaster where you can shop around and maybe find some guests or co-hosts. I've seen podcasts form between two people because they met on Clubhouse and they had a chemistry and they decided to start a podcast. So that that to me, I think any, any podcaster, if they want to just practice and get comfortable before they start the actual podcast great place to do it. And yeah, I've, I've built a community there. I got involved, I guess I started right after 2020, I think is when I jumped in. I can't remember, maybe it was during 2020. But regardless, it was early on enough. And I got into it, I was using it mostly, I, I was involved in a lot of personal development rooms and topics. And I started doing later, I started doing a podcasting room once a week. And then I decided to start doing it every day. I felt like to me, once a week wasn't enough because I was looking to use it to build, not just build my authority, but really build a following as well. And I felt like if if that's going to happen and I want it to happen quickly, I got to do it every day. So I, I do it now to this day. It's almost been a year. Uh, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Eastern. So we do it in the morning. It's called the Podcasting Morning Chat. And we get upwards of around 100 people every day that come through and listen. And we get a... We get probably 10% of them coming up on stage and participating, either asking questions about their podcast and they want specific advice, or they just want to add to the conversation of whatever podcasting hot topic we're talking about that day. And we've built a great community within a little less than a year. We've got like 1,500 members now. Uh, it's now spilled over into a Facebook group because we want to keep those conversations going throughout the day besides just that one hour in the morning. And it's it's become a really powerful place for this community of podcasters that really want to help, again, I'll, I'll use the word again, help empower one another to go out there and, and do their thing and do it well. So, and, and the name of the, the group on Facebook and the name of the club on Clubhouse is called Empowered Podcasting. So if you want, if anyone's interested, feel free to come join us and check it out. Yeah, check that out, guys. Wow. A daily for over a year, more or less 100 people in each session and then a group that it's built to 1,500 people and now a Facebook group. That's yeah. how you do it, guys. For everyone listening, I think part of podcasting, part of any anything you're trying to grow, I think building that community is huge. And I think a lot yeah. of people get that wrong or they're in podcasting for themselves or... 
they think that they're going to blow up without putting in this work and putting in this value and connecting with people. I think that's awesome, dude. Good for you. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I've, I've always been, I've, I've always felt it's important to treat an audience like a community. So I really appreciate that you said it. Yeah. I think community is super important when we think about our audience because there is some sort of intimacy involved when somebody is plugging you, your voice into their heads with their headphones or earbuds. And they they feel like you're talking to them. And they feel like they know you on a level that you may not know them on. So you want to make that effort to get to know every everybody you can that has expressed any kind of interest in what you're doing. You want to, re- you want to reciprocate. You want to show them that you have interest in them. And that's the real secret to growing your podcast. Because if you can create that community, they're gonna, th- that community is going to want to bring in more people and, and grow that community for you. Because the bigger, in most cases, the bigger it is, the better. Uh, so yeah, I, I can't encourage that enough. That uh, if you want it to grow, treat your audience like a community. That's badass that you've been able to keep that up daily. I looked at it at 7 a.m. East Coast, so I would have to get up early, but I will. <laughs> One of these days, I have a new baby at home, so a new a six-month-old. Yeah. So I'm up early anyway, so I, I'm definitely going to check that out. We actually also just added recently an afternoon room at 3 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays. So that would be more like lunchtime for you. So that could work fairly well for you. And I'm actually co-hosting that room with my new podcast co-host for my new podcast called Podcast PhD. He and I run that room. It, it, it's separate from our podcast, but you know, being that we do this podcast together and it's about podcasting, there's a lot of similarities too. So yeah, we're, we're doing that every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern. And tell us about that. Tell us about your new podcast. Mark and I talked off air for a second and he's got a new podcast coming out. So let, yeah, let's hear about it. Yeah, Larry Roberts is my co-host and if if you you may be familiar with him, he's he's the guy that everybody refers to as the guy in the red hat. He's always wearing this red cap, ball cap. And Larry and I met at Podfest and little did we know that we would end up be doing a podcast together. We met in whatever the, the Podfest 2022 was in I guess around end of May. And in July, we ended up together at a house in Dallas with four or five other people, all creators, mostly podcasters. And it was this retreat for creators where we were all helping one another, basically sharing our strengths, the things that we're good at, teaching it to each other. It became a week of of workshops and a lot of fun. And that's where Larry and I really got to know each other. And we both recognized and had this almost guilt, for lack of a better term, that we here we are both teaching people how to podcast, and we don't currently have an active podcast. And so we said, you know what, let's just do a podcast. Let's do it about podcasting in within the effort to help as many podcasters as we can. And so that's what we do. We just each week, we find a different topic that we believe is important to podcasters. And we talk about it and we give our advice and opinions on it. And we will occasionally have guests as well. But for the most part, it's mainly Larry and I having a casual conversation all around podcasting. And we believe it's going to 
provide a lot of great insight for somebody who's either starting a podcast or who's been podcasting for a while and looking to to level up. And when is that dropping? When's that coming out? So that came out on the 11th. Yeah, 11th of January. And it comes out every Wednesday. So you can get that first thing in the morning every Wednesday. And they're roughly 15 to maybe at the most 30 minute long episodes. So bite-sized, good enough to get a lot of good information and not take up too much of your time when you're listening. Cool. Well, I'll link to that. I'll also link to your clubhouse room. Before we wrap up here, Ironic Media, that's one of your companies. I would love to know about that. Uh, and rad name, by the way. It works out perfectly. Um, but yeah, tell us about yeah. Ironic Media, what you do there, um, and, and anything you want to plug, the good people know where they can find you. Sure. Thank you. I appreciate that. And by the way, I don't even know, did I say the name of my podcast? That's a pretty uh, pretty bad move of, of mine if I didn't. Podcast PhD. Uh, but yeah, the Ironic Media, and thank you for acknowledging the name. Yeah, it's a play off of my last name, Ronic. And yes, it's clever. And it's probably a terrible move that I made in the sense like, here I am telling podcasters, when you name your podcast... You want it to be clear, concise, so people know what you do. And ironic media, I mean, you might get a little sense of it, but do you really know that it's about podcasting? No, probably not. Uh, So it may change at one point down the road, but everybody seems to like it once they see that connection with the last name. So appreciate you noticing that. But yeah, this is what we do. We have a production side, an agency where if you say already have a podcast and you're ready to kind of wash your hands of all the production and just want to get the... Because look, you know, it can sometimes take, depending on how long the episode is, it can take three or four hours just to edit it. It's a grind, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a grind. So that's, that's the purpose of ironic media's production side. We take that for you. We'll even, we'll even write the show notes for you. We will make sure it's keyword friendly and we SEO friendly. We will schedule it and make sure it publishes when you want it to publish, et cetera. That's that one side. And then as I told you earlier, then we've added this coaching and consulting side. So if you are the person that wants to just do it all yourself, but needs a partner, needs somebody to show them maybe the things that aren't working well for them and some things that are working well and maybe throw in some new ideas, some fresh ideas into your content. That's that's what I do. I mean, I've helped podcasters completely revamp their shows because they didn't feel like it was working anymore. And then I've worked with them on small tweaks or they've brought me in to collaborate with them. So it's, it's a whole gamut of consulting and coaching. We we're here to help people get through it and enjoy what they're doing while, while they're getting through it. Awesome, Mark. Yeah. Glad to hear that there's people in the space doing that. It's definitely needed. Let us know where we can find you on social. Is it ironicmedia.com? Yeah, the website's ironicmedia.com. You can find me either on most platforms. You're either going to find me at Mark Ronick, M-A-R-C, Ronick, R-O-N-I-C-K, or you're going to find me at Ironic Media, and that's I-R-O-N-I-C-K, Media. So on TikTok, it's Mark Ronick. I'm sorry, on TikTok, it's Ironic Media. On Instagram, it's Mark Ronick. Those are two that I post to the most uh, and then if you want to find me on Facebook, you can find me there at either of those names. But more importantly, come find us at Empowered Podcasting, the Facebook group, and uh, we'll connect there as well. 
Well, thank you, Mark. Everybody check out what Mark's putting out into the world. Good stuff. And uh, thank you for being on the show. Yeah, thank you, Eric. I appreciate it. I know I cover up my fault lines with silly putty. Like the laugh's gonna make the bad shit turn to nothing. But that's rubber, I'm blue. All I say stick to you. Trying to get close to the truth. Man, I ain't 22 no more. Gotta shoot for the moon. Fuck if I fall on the floor. I always get packed up, ask for more. I'ma keep playing pain strings till they chant an encore. Do you? Don't let them push your youth through a door that they open. This open wound. I'm an open book. I'm a kook. Shooting hoop dreams. They break into the roof. They be at the tree of Eden. Trying to tear out all its roots. I be aiming for a king. Playing around in a booth. This'll all work out. Tell my mama I'll be cool. She ain't gotta worry about a little chicken flew the coop. Chicken little knew the truth. The sky's always falling down. Everybody's reaching out. Thinking they can grab the clouds.